0: a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Take good care,
0: and we'll see you there.
3: Every family has an origin story, one passed down through the generations. Mine happens to be a mystery involving my great-great-grandmother left behind in Sicily. I'm Joe Piazza, and my new podcast will transport you to the gorgeous island of Sicily as I trace my roots back through a Who-Done It for the Ages. Listen to the Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robet, and me, Simone Voice.
5: All right, guys, welcome to Always Hungry from iHeartRadio. My name is Bobby Flay, and I'm here with my daughter and co host.
6: I'm Sophie Flay. And on
5: Always Hungry, Sophie and I gather around my stove to cook together.
6: While well, you cook, I ask the questions and eat the food.
5: If there's any food left, we come to the table together to share a meal, connect as a family, and tell the stories that matter to us. Okay. So uh, we're talking about retro cocktails. And I think that, like, um, one of the things that's happened over the last decade or so is, like, we've seen, you know, craft cocktails kind of sweep the nation.
6: Mm -hmm.
5: I remember I was in Rome, like, I I think you were just born. It must have been 25 years ago. And I was in this hotel called the Hotel de Russi in Rome, which is a really beautiful hotel. And I was at the bar, and I was like, what is this guy doing? And he had, like, all these amazing, like, you know, fresh herbs and all these beautiful fruits behind the bar. It was, like, something that we hadn't really seen in America yet. Mm. And they were making all these really beautiful handcrafted cocktails. So, so, and, like, the guy, the bartender was literally sort of acting like a chef, you know, mm. behind the bar. And, you know, creating all these beautiful cocktails and, like, saying, like, what, like, what kind of liquor do you like? I can make you something special. Whatever. And I remember thinking to myself, like, we're behind the times in the United States. And then sure enough, like, very quickly after that, you know, craft cocktails started sweeping the nation. Yeah. And, like, any good thing, it got overdone, Mm -hmm. in my opinion. And we wound up with a lot of, you know, I would say questionable mixtures of cocktails. (laughs) Lots of things that were very just kind of sweet and cloying and, you know. But... What it did was it created a really great cocktail culture in the restaurant and hotel business in the United States, and it made it a lot more interesting. So, like, you needed if you if you wanted to have a successful restaurant, you need a cocktail list.
6: Mm-hmm.
5: You couldn't just serve like um, gin and tonics and martinis, right? You know, what I mean, it's like, you had to have like you know handcrafted cocktails that basically you created for the restaurant itself, right? And so, you know, we did that in all of our restaurants as well. What's happening now? Especially in sort of classic cuisine restaurants, like at Amalfi, we've created a couple of cocktails, but we're really making like classic Italian cocktails. Mm-hmm. You know that have been around for you know decades and decades. Like what? Negroni. Mm-hmm. You know it's made it's made a comeback. So a Negroni is a very very simple cocktail, it's, and it's 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 simple because it's 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 three equal parts is the classic recipe. So it's um, gin, Campari or some kind of bitter like that. We use something called Capoletti, which is a little bit smoother than Campari. And then um, some vermouth. Hmm. And it's equal parts. You serve it on ice, boom, that's it. My favorite, one of my favorite cocktails is something called a Spagliato, which literally means mistake in Italian. Hmm. And it was because a bartender made a, the story goes, that the bar, a bartender made a mistake making a Negroni and instead of using gin, he used Prosecco, sparkling wine. Oh. So I drink those all the time. Hmm. When I'm in Italy, I drink Spagliatos. Or if I'm in an Italian restaurant, like I love a Negroni or a Spagliato. Mm-hmm. I, I think that they're really they're really terrific. And then, you know, the the world of spritzes has exploded oh. over the last five years.
6: I love a spritz.
5: But, you know, Aperol is something that was created like in the 20s with ni- or even in the, in the teens, 19-something, mm-hmm. 19, 19 like 100 years ago. And, you know, the Aperol Spritz, it's not a new cocktail. Right. It's something that's come back. Right. Which is just, you know, it was, it was big in the 50s, the Aperol Spritz. And now it's back. And I think a lot of these 50s cocktails are what people are going to be drinking in 2022.
6: I was, this summer, which I had never had before, I was drinking a lot of Lillet Spritzes. Lillet. Oh, okay. Lillet Spritzes. Yeah, it's a
5: fortified wine. It's good. And do they serve like a big orange?
6: Slice in the middle? Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. So good.
5: Interesting, Lilay. That's yeah. a, that's see, that's a, that's to me, that's a summer drink that could really make a huge splash. Mm-hmm. That could be the next, you know, aperol.
6: Right. They were so good. You're
5: drinking Lilay spritzes.
6: Yeah. By the pool during the day. <laughs>
5: <laughs> um, and then there's like sours, right?
6: Mm-hmm.
5: Like amaretto sour that mm-hmm. we're that we're making today. Yeah. You know, basically. Um, I love those kinds of drinks because they're not too sweet. They have a sweet side of them, Mm -hmm. but there's an edge because of the the fresh lemon juice. I think an amaretto sour, it's it's not something I really had to drink before.
6: I forget who it was, but someone showed me them at the race. Someone, like, one of your friends showed me them at the racetrack.
5: (laughs) It's shocking.
6: And I've been drinking them ever since. They're so good.
5: Like I was saying before, like we had one as an aperitif before, like we were waiting for the Uber to come yeah. to go to dinner. And I was just like, it's a really kind of nice, it's like refreshing and fun to drink. Yeah. You know, um, you know, and things like Tom Collins, which is also kind of like a sour. I don't know
6: what that is. Uh,
5: oh, Tom Collins is a classic. It's gin, lemon juice, a little simple syrup, and club soda. Hmm. So it has a little effervescence to it. That's a very, very classic drink as mm. well. Um, then, you know, an old-fashioned bourbon or some sort of whiskey, bitters mm-hmm. and sugar. Again, a very classic. Then there's something called a Sazerac, which is sort of New Orleans version of yeah. that, which I, I love that. Yeah, I just me love too. the name of it. Yeah, same. But, um, yeah, it's a, it's a very, um, very New Orleans cocktail. I think one of the first drinks I ever had when I was like, you know, probably, I was with my parents. We were at like some Easter brunch or something. <laughs> I was probably too young to really be drinking. <laughs> but my parents let me have a cocktail with a brandy alexander.
6: What is that? Oh my god.
5: So a brandy alexander is like cognac, creme de coco, you know what that is? No. It's like chocolate liqueur, creme de coco. And uh, and cream. It's 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 basically and it, I think it has like either cinnamon or nutmeg on top, sprinkled on top. Mm. It's like it's, a dessert cocktail. The Brandy Alexander. Those are going to come back. You were
6: definitely with Grandma on that one. Oh, for sure.
5: (laughs) One of my favorite cocktails is a French Seventy Five.
6: Oh, yeah, really good.
5: And um, so that's gin, lemon, and uh, and it's topped off with champagne. Mm -hmm. At Bar Ken we used to do a Kentucky Seventy Five. So we used to use, you know, bourbon, lemon, and champagne. Delicious.
6: Do you consider like a mint julep a retro cocktail?
5: Yes, for sure. But, you know, that's that that cocktail has history in terms of, you know, it has its own holiday, the Kentucky Derby, <laughs> the first Saturday in May. That's when people drink them. Right. I make, if I'm at the Derby or if I'm watching the Derby, I always make, I always have one right before post time.
6: Mm.
5: I mean, it's simple syrup, mint, and bourbon. I mean, you can't drink seven of those.
6: Mm-hmm. No, no way. Cannot.
5: But what we do is we make bourbon cocktails, like, with ginger in it. So it kind of, like, ginger and ginger ale or ginger beer, so that kind of dilutes the bourbon a little bit because you, otherwise a mint julep is basically straight on bourbon mm-hmm. with some sugar. It makes it worse, you know. Um, it's a good cocktail, and then the spritz thing is just like taking off all over the place, you know. You know everybody wants a spritz, a, spritz, a Campari spritz, an Aperol spritz.
6: Mm-hmm.
5: We do something called a Roberto at the uh, at Amalfi, which made
6: <laughs> Roberto. From, yeah,
5: named after you, truly. That's my <laughs> that's my Italian. Uh, <laughs> My my secret Italian name. Yeah, you know that's. Um, What's in that? So it's Quinotto. Quinotto is a it's a um, like a sour orange soda. Soda that you love. That I love. It's in you know it's Italian, and uh, we make a spritz with that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's really really good. Not that many, not that many people order because they're ordering Aperol or Campari spritz, yeah. basically. But but um, and then you know what a Cuba Libre is? No. Oh my God, this is a great cocktail. So it's it's a. Uh, you know, it's rum, Coca-Cola, and lime juice.
6: Oh, yum. I love rum.
5: You do? hmm Yeah, rum needs to have its moment.
6: Yeah. I also love gimlets, vodka gimlet.
5: Yeah, vodka gimlet is good.
6: I don't I, drink gin that much.
5: I used to drink gin gimlets. Mm. It's basically like, you know, lime juice, simple mm. syrup, and yeah. gin. Good drink.
6: Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah, gimlets are definitely... Uh, I think next summer... The uh, the Pimm's Cup is going to be the oh, cocktail.
6: I love a Pimm's Cup.
5: So it's like a gin-based liquor,
6: mm-hmm.
5: but, you know, it's British. And uh, it has ginger ale, cucumber slice, and a lemon slice.
6: It's so good.
5: So I think that you can make a really good one if, like, you put— if you use a little bit of cucumber, like, water,
2: mm. like cucumber
5: juice. Okay. You know, just to give it a little bit of that freshness. And then, like, you know, like a fresh ginger ale or syrup or something like that, lemon slices. Pimm's Cup are really great. Very, very refreshing.
6: Time for a cocktail.
5: Time for a cocktail.
6: What are we making here?
5: We're going to make it an amaretto sour. So good. We're talking about retro cocktails. So this thing is coming back strong. I've actually been drinking these a little bit lately. They're so good. (laughs) So um, we're going to start with uh, some amaretto.
6: I love amaretto. You do? Yeah. I drink this at the racetrack. You do? Yeah. Some bourbon. Isn't there sometimes some orange juice in there too?
5: Lemon fresh lemon juice. This is what makes it sour. We made these last night before we went out to dinner as our aperitif cocktail. Let's see. Waiting for the Uber. Okay, I'm gonna take an egg white. Gives it that sort of frothiness. Yeah. And I don't have any simple syrup, but I'm gonna t- take a little bit of this cherry syrup. Ooh. See, this is how things get discovered, so. <laughs> so I'm gonna use a cherry as a, as a garniture. And then what I like to do first is I like to shake it dry first so that the the egg white gets going a little bit. And I add the
6: ice. Oh! (laughs) Shake it up.
5: We talked about spagliatos, then we talked about the amaretto sours, which I think this is... The, I'm telling you, the amaretto sours is going to be the runaway. It's so good. How about the fact that espresso martinis have literally like come back like a vengeance?
6: Mm-hmm. It's nuts. I love an espresso martini. You do? Oh, my God. I love it. Yeah.
5: We make a really good one at Amalfi. Let me tell you what's in it. Also, we're making Mezcal Negronis there, which
6: mm. are so good. So good.
5: Um, so the espresso martini that we make is vodka, coffee liqueur. We put a... A little pinch of coconut liqueur. You can't taste it, mm. but it does some rounding out. A little bit of agave, a shot of espresso, so we make the espresso to order when you order one, and then a couple of dashes of chocolate bitters. Mm. Many people have told me that the, the best espresso martini they've ever had is at
6: Amalfi. Oh, hey.
5: How do you feel about That's that? It's
6: a good review. I agree. It's so good. It, what about like a Paloma. Is that retro or no?
5: It is retro, actually. Hmm. It, Paloma is definitely retro. It's, Paloma is, um, it's, like a, uh, it's like a, you know, classically it's a grapefruit, grapefruit, and so, grapefruit soda and tequila. Yeah. But now, you know, they're, make, they're using, obviously, fresh grapefruit juice,
6: mm-hmm.
5: which is so good.
6: Yeah. I mean, I it, yeah, it's a
5: grapefruit margarita, basically.
6: I drink those a lot.
5: See, I like the idea of making a margarita, whatever the, whatever the margarita is, and then like a splash of mezcal on top. Oh, well, first of all, you get drunk quicker. But secondly, <laughs> like I like the crispness of like silver tequila in a margarita, and like a little bit of of that smokiness
6: mm-hmm.
5: as a backsplash. Yeah, you know what I mean. Otherwise, it just feels like a lot. You know, like the, mezcal can be very smoky.
6: Yeah, I like that though. I like that a lot.
5: Have you had a mezcal negroni? I don't think so. It's So good.
6: I had oh at horses the other day. She made mezcal and like a shooter almost like. Mezcal and Montenegro yeah it was good very good yeah
5: oh oh that's what's happening we went to two places last night both places on their cocktail list had Lambrusco you know what Lambrusco is no it's sparkling red wine what yes it's sparkling red wine it's it's usually like
6: in a cocktail or just alone
5: Lambrusco is not always thought of as like the highest end ingredient but it's cool it has like this effervescence to it and it's got a little sweetness to it. And they were they made a oh, it was a spagliato rosso. So they were making a spagliato rosso, but instead of prosecco, it was lambrusco. Mm. So it was the sparkling red wine instead of prosecco. Mm. And then we went to Mother Wolf and Christina had a spagliato. Yeah, basically that's like that's that's gonna be the thing. is mm. cool. gonna like be a thing.
6: Yeah, I've never heard of that before. Yeah. So you, you drink it in a cocktail? Yes. How do you spell that? Lambrusco? Yeah.
5: A-L-A-M-B-R-U-S-C-O.
6: Hmm. Interesting. What does it say? I'm just looking at these bottles. It's not expensive.
5: No, I told you that. Yeah. It's not like a high-end yeah. liquor.
6: Really interesting. L- Lambrusco Spritz. Yeah. That's like the next thing that comes up. Right. Mmm.
5: Anything effervescent?
6: Spiced Cherry Lumbrusco Spritz. Okay. I'll have to try that one out. I've maybe had a Cosmo once.
5: So a Cosmopolitan is citrus vodka, orange, liqueur, and cranberry. I think, I just... Does I anyone
6: so- order those anymore? They're back. You think?
5: Yeah, because this new Sex of the City is back. They ushered in the Cosmo.
6: <laughs> yeah, they really did. I've, I haven't seen anyone order an Apple Tini. Recently, either
5: no, <laughs> they're not coming back anytime soon. No. They're too green. They're so
6: scary looking. Yeah, yeah.
5: <laughs> that, that apple liqueur, that green apple liqueur. It's
6: like a Halloween drink. <laughs> no. It's
5: definitely definitely not happening. Oh, are you a beer drinker? Yeah. Really?
6: Yeah, I like, like I like um, Coronas. I definitely like Coronas, Modelo's. Mm-hmm. Oh, we had one the other day. Remember we, we, we had we had some sort of Corona-esque beer. Modelo? No. You and I, I, hadn't heard of it. Oh,
5: Corona-esque beer. Yeah. It was, it was something, was it Mexican? Yeah, I think so. Yeah.
6: It was good. I, yeah, I like that. Yeah. You're not really a beer drinker.
5: In certain circumstances, hmm. it's got to be a very hot day. I like <laughs> drinking beer at, at like a baseball game or something. Yeah,
6: yeah.
5: Um, or like maybe even watching a game uh, like in the middle of the summer. hmm but, like, if, I, if I'm going to be, like, by the pool, I'm probably not going to drink beer. I'm going to drink, like, a glass of rosé or a spritz or something like that.
6: Is a Bloody Mary a retro cocktail?
5: No. I mean, no, it's just been around forever. It hasn't gone anywhere.
6: Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. the one
5: thing about a Bloody Mary is it's not, it hasn't gone out of favor anywhere.
6: What about a Michelada? Do you like that? Mi- Michelada. Michelada.
5: Yeah, I do. I do like Michelada.
6: Hmm.
5: Um, I think, like, my, I think my thing is, like, Spagliato's, mm-hmm. and I think I'm going to bring the Pim's Cup back strong. Okay. I kind of love that idea.
6: On your on your menus or just in just personal in my life? life. <laughs>
5: just in my life. I
6: know Pim Pim's cups are so good.
5: I mean, you know, the ginger ale, the cucumber and the and the, and the lemon and you know, it's a gin-based cocktail. I think it's mm-hmm. I think it's good.
6: Is a Bellini a retro cocktail?
5: I think so, yeah. That's a good cocktail. We mm-hmm. serve a lot of Bellinis at, at Amalfi. Mm-hmm. At first we weren't selling a lot, but now we are.
6: Really? What's yeah. the most popular drink there?
5: I think the limonata. What's that? The limonade is like basically our lemon version of a, of a mojito because lemons are very, very important to, mm. um, to the Amalfi Coast. So it's, it's white rum, it's uh, lemon-flavored Pellegrino water, lemon wedges and mint, and a little simple syrup. It's
6: oh, that very, sounds so good. It's
5: very fr- refreshing. It's, yeah. a, it's a great summer, summer cocktail. Um, and then, you know, we serve, you know, we serve a lot of Negronis. We serve a lot of Mezcal Negronis, and we serve, we serve a lot of spritzes. Mm. The Amalfi spritz, you know, is like... You know, it's it's the Capoletti, which is the it's kind of the art the Campari version, um, and then some Spumante Brut, which is like you know a uh, like a like a sparkling wine, mm-hmm. and then some club soda.
6: Mm-hmm.
5: It's really simple. Good. And then I'm going to strain it out into a glass. Use the spoon. Get a couple of cherries here. Nice. Nice Sunday afternoon.
7: Yeah. Pretty,
6: Dad. I like these little cocktail glasses. Thank you.
5: They're very rich, too.
6: Cheers. Cheers. Oh, so good. Too sweet? No. Good? <laughs> really good.
5: I, I like the cherry juice there. You used the. The cherry syrup.
6: What were you w- supposed to use? Simple syrup. Oh. I like this better, I think.
5: It's got, like, a lot more flavor. I don't know if that's good or bad, but, you know.
6: Yeah, but I like that.
5: amaretto. Sick. Amaretto di Sorano.
6: Always Hungry is created by Bobby Flay and Sophie Flay.
5: Our executive producer is Christopher Haciotis.
6: Always Hungry is produced, edited, and mixed by Jonathan Haas-Dressler. Always
5: Hungry is engineered by Sophie Flay. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.